0: Law radio. Thank you for tuning in to ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio. Today is Thursday, may twenty seventh, twenty ten, and I'm your host, Nick Augustine. ALR PRA is a national law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving Greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington DC. Our six areas of activity are as follows one our Legal Work and Staffing Division called Pleading Drafter, two, our PR and Marketing Division called Law Publicist, three, our Audit and Compliance Unit, four, the Law Publicist Weekly Online Publication, five, our monthly practice management and social media conference calls, and finally, number six, this radio show, uh, it's a weekly program featuring guest speakers who present relevant practice tips and legal trends in various practice areas. Today's guest is Mary Erlane. She has 3,600 first-degree connections on LinkedIn. Uh, Mary is of Peak Marketing and Sales, Incorporated. She's here today to show you how to build your connections and overcome some of the challenges that keep you from using LinkedIn. Mary, by way of introduction uh, and bio, is a business coach who does various things, uh, some basic ideas and concepts of what business coaches do, like Mary. Mary specializes, number one, in strategic and organizational planning and implementation. She is the Executive Vice President of Leadership Management Institute in Riverside. That's LMI, for those of you familiar. Um, She's also a facilitator of the Peak Workshops, and she is a co-facilitator of the Entrepreneurs Group. Uh, she also has a LinkedIn hands- the LinkedIn hands-on workshops are available in-house uh, for your law firm, company or organization. Uh, Trust company of Illinois, Mer- Meltzer, Pertil, and Steel. Uh, as well as Pizzo and Associates, or Pizzo, I apologize if I'm mangling names here, are a few of the companies uh, who've used LinkedIn as a branding and marketing and sales tool. So today's Mary is here to talk a little bit more about some aspects of LinkedIn and help us overcome some of our challenges and why we're not using LinkedIn to its fullest potential. So, in three segments, we're going to talk about actually, it's more like four, but the three primary uh, segments today are, number one, LinkedIn profiles, number two, LinkedIn groups, number three, LinkedIn applications. Uh, we're also going to take callers, and we are going to round everything out at the end with a little brief chat on etiquette and what we do when we have people who connect to us. So uh, to the extent that some of this information um, you know we've seen before, um, Mary r- really has an excellent um outlook on on linkedin and how she has used it with her clients to really increase and leverage their brands and market their businesses so again before we get started we want to remind you that we do broadcast here every thursday afternoon at three p.m. central which is also four p.m. eastern one o'clock pacific for time to time we'll also bring you special broadcast episodes when there's breaking news that you need to stay on top of your practice areas we have a great show for you this afternoon we'll open up for callers at thirty minutes after we begin um, so central time, that's 3:30. Callers call, free to call in. Um, the telephone number to call in is area code 917, 889. 9732. Again, that's 917-889-9732, press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue and we can take your question. Of course, you can also email your questions to info at ALRPRA.com, which is again, I-N-F-O at ALRPRA.com, again, the calling number 917-889-9732. Um, We will introduce uh, Mary here by discussing the uh, LinkedIn workshop that she is promoting on the 9th. Mary, are you there?
1: Yes, I am, Nick, and I thank you for inviting me as your guest.
0: I'm happy to have you. Tell us about this workshop.
1: Um, The workshop is going to be held in the Chicagoland area, and uh, I chose a site Um, Holiday Inn, Willowbrook in uh, Hinsdale area specifically because it's 20 minutes outside the loop and it avoids that treacherous 290 construction area. So the workshop is going to be a half-day LinkedIn hands-on workshop. In other words, people can bring their netbooks, their laptops, and make real-time changes as we go step-by-step throughout the entire LinkedIn profile. So when people Very leave, smart. they can have they can have a complete profile and really understand their objective for being on there, and some specific applications that can help them uh, meet their objectives on LinkedIn.
0: So the LinkedIn uh, the workshop. workshop is, good. You said it again it's going to be in Willowbrook, Illinois on on the ninth, June ninth.
1: Yes. And, yes, and that's just north of. Um, I-55 on Route 83 in Willowbrook, and it's on June 9th, and we start at 7.30 in the morning for registration, and then we go live from 7.45 to 11 a.m.
0: Now, before we continue and start getting into uh, our our first segment, can you tell us if there's a website um, or location where people can find out more about uh, the workshop and where they can register?
1: Um, It might be easiest. I don't have it on my website as it's under reconstruction, but they can contact me at m, for my first name, m.erlain at att.net. That's actually my personal email because it's so simple. Again, m.erlain at att.net. And naturally, they could contact you as well, and I'm sure you would forward that email.
0: Of course. Now, also, callers today, we have a treat for you. Um, The best question for Mary Erlaine, the person, the caller with the best question, again, will get a uh, free admission to the workshop, uh, which is a $75 value. And our other callers today are going to receive 20% off. So everybody gets something for calling in today with your questions about LinkedIn. And, um, you know, there are no stupid questions, Um, you know, we are, all of us are very busy professionals and, um, you know, not everyone has had time to sit down and go through everything and learn LinkedIn as well as the rest of some of the other folks out there. So um, all questions are fair game. I know that when I lecture on some of these topics, I receive all sorts of questions, and I I realize there's a variety of uh, level of knowledge out there. So uh, no stupid questions at all. Um, The only stupid thing is people who don't ask the questions and don't use LinkedIn. So let's uh, move forward. Let's go with segment one. Mary, why don't you tell us a little bit about profiles and uh, everything we need to know there.
1: Well, first off, whenever i'm searching on linkedin i look for how complete a profile is because this really especially for attorneys can be a branding tool can be a mini website for people in in today's market it's always rushed and everybody seems to want everything in a millisecond and if you have a complete linkedin profile i can learn so much about somebody in one or two pages that I would take a lot of time having to search through a website. Um, If I need more information, you can link your website to LinkedIn and I can go over and continue to search. So looking at a profile, um, having a good summary. You know, a summary can be gleaned from your bio. It can be taken from a current website. um, It can be taken from a resume. And having a summary that talks about you and tells me what differentiates you through the prospect size. Talk to me as your next client. And that message will oftentimes get a response. The other part is the very last paragraph should be what's special about your practice. And oftentimes you don't have to write that on your own. You can take your vision or your mission statement or that first paragraph on your practice's uh, website and just cut and paste that right onto your profile because we want the law practice to be the foundation. But the first paragraph I need to read about you, tell me about your market. Tell me, um, tell me your story. Tell me how you got to be an attorney so that it causes me as your next prospect to, um, reach out to you and and to want to communicate
0: with you. A little bit of humanism there. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, The other side is, you know, the best way to get recommendations. Recommendations are important. When we look at at recommendations, those are the things that people can say that if you said yourself, you'd sound like you were bragging. By giving some recommendations, and recommendations aren't really a scary thing. It's talking about an individual. You don't have to give away trade secrets. You don't have to violate confidentiality. Surely, as an attorney... Uh, you might want to ask um, an individual if it would be oh, okay and they would like to be connected. I understand there is levels of confidentiality and practices that other areas of business don't have. But give some recommendations. And, again, talk about an individual. Uh, give me the qualities that are special. The really cool part is, is after I've given that recommendation, a little window pops up and says, would you like to recommend that individual back? That's how you get recommendations. You can ask for recommendations, but oftentimes it's a give-first mentality out there in the marketplace, and generally you'll receive in return. And those are, are extremely valuable because you can get a variety of them depending on your area of practice, especially if you're a generalist, You can get a variety of recommendations that really shows um, who you are and and what it is you do as an attorney.
0: And we can tell sometimes when uh, people, I think in the past, maybe this is (laughs) dissipating, but in the past, I've I've heard of people saying, "Okay, well, um, you know, write your own, and I'll sign off on it." You know, and I know that there are people who originally. You know, try to do it. You know, here's what I want you to say. I mean, you can tell when people are doing that.
1: I couldn't agree more, and and I do happen to know that there is a profile out there that has several, several recommendations that sound like they were all written by the same individual. And what I say in my hands-on workshop typically is, you know, if I asked you to describe something that's in the room, I can guarantee every participant is going to write something differently. What I do is um, I have asked for help in the past where I've just really sat before the screen and and my hands just froze over the keyboard is I've asked somebody to just kind of give me a few bullet points just give me a little bit of direction so that then I can take it and and write it in my own words Um, frankly if I read recommendations that do seem to your point be written by the same individual that starts to reduce credibility for me Um, and, and I wouldn't doubt, I don't think I'm alone. So what I would suggest people do is when, when people do reach out and say, oh, well, you're the attorney, you know, you're the master of the word, write it yourself and I'll check off on it. I would come back and, and respond just with a couple bullet points about the direction that you would like them to go and, and let them take it from there.
0: Maybe offer some of the things that they, you know, were pleased. Um, yeah, it's... it's... Being knowledgeable about a practice area is one thing, but there's so much more of there's so much more to leverage from a statement from a client that says, "My attorney will call me back within 24 hours. My attorney is prompt. My attorney does what they say they're going to do." And, you know, you can be the smartest uh, practitioner in the world, but if you're mm-hmm. impossible to get hold of, you know, some of these other things. Um, you know, so again, sometimes we don't even realize the things that are most important to those out there making a decision on you know, who to hire.
1: And to that point, back to the summary: if we get frozen over the keyboard and we're not sure what we want to write, go back and ask a few clients what was unique, what was different. To your exact points that you just spoke about, reading those inside of a summary are far more relevant oftentimes than, you know, how much education you had and how many years of experience. You know, if if I'm working with an attorney, the response time is extremely important. You know, the ability to explain things in the spoken word versus the legal words that are used is very important to me. Um, again, through the prospect size. Those recommendations exactly the same way is it's more the qualities of the that unique individual um clearly their expertise is important but all the expertise in the world means nothing to me if i can't get what i need you know for my attorney and especially in some of these critical cases where where time is of the essence in in um, a case
0: very good advice. Mary, can you talk a little bit more about profile as a branding tool? And first I want to preface by suggesting that uh, they never taught us about branding in law school. We don't know, you know, lawyers don't know what that means. What does that mean? What do you mean by branding? Is that for Tony the Tiger, right? <laughs>
1: um, not exactly. You know, when you're looking at the the profile in and of itself, when we when we're looking at the name, and then right underneath, you know, what is it that you do? I don't want to know that you're a partner at XYZ Law Firm. Write in there what it is that you do, the key words that I would find an attorney like you inside of Google. So if you're sure. a real estate attorney, yeah, if you're a real estate attorney, write that in there. If you're a litigator, write that in there. And then get your whole profile complete with your past experience, your, your schooling, so that I can see the pathway to how you got to where you are today. That gives you a foundation. And then moving on, you know, there's, and these are some of the helpful hints that you learn in, in the hands-on workshop, is how you get LinkedIn, not to say my website, where it actually will say the name of the firm and then repeat the name of the firm down in the summary. And and as we go on, the recommendations start to layer in. And what we do is we get a consistent message throughout the entire profile. If you think about a commercial on TV, you're getting a consistent message throughout the entire commercial. Think of LinkedIn as a mini-commercial about you. And you know there are ways that you can do this just with the profile alone and you can use that as, as, a, as a big business card you can attach this as a PDF to all your emails if you so desire it's, it's a little icon over on the right hand side that says you know what uh, send this profile to somebody um, it's one thing to send our little V cards inside of Microsoft Outlook how cool is it that we can actually send a, a working PDF that can actually jump to websites and things it's very it's not very, very
0: nice
1: thing um, it's not a very large very... file
0: okay <laughs> so you can so you can again can, it's not a large file, so you can link that pdf to your outgoing emails
1: yes, and you can send it to people. You can save it as a file yourself and then you can just attach those to emails if you so desire. Um, there are several attorneys that are small practices that don't have websites. I know of one who actually used her LinkedIn profile on her business card as her website for wow. her practice.
0: So much information, Tim. You know, good, good, I, uh, good reason to go to the free workshop to learn all these uh, inside tips and tricks. So, Mary, let's pause quickly for a message from our sponsors, and then we'll get back with segment two. Uh, again, for listeners out there, you are listening to ALR PRA Weekly Law Practice Management Radio, where we bring you the experts and the attorneys who share tips, trends, and the latest updates that matter to your law practice. And when you need the right legal services to advance your creativity, again, thinking about creativity, we're thinking about copyrights and trademarks. Call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of, again, trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. Also, uh, she's on LinkedIn. So as we're talking about LinkedIn, by clicking the like button on the uh, law firm's fan or business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the very rapidly changing field of intellectual property law. Going back now to Mary Erlaine uh, from Peak Marketing. Uh, Mary is going to talk about segment two. Uh, Let's talk about groups. Tell us a little more about the different groups to join um, and uh, we'll just start by saying that so many people are familiar with what's going on with Facebook and groups. So is that, is, that, is that a similar thing that we're looking at here on LinkedIn?
1: It's similar but different. Um, I, I think on on LinkedIn, actually, I can remember um, when, I, when I was inside a law firm doing a LinkedIn workshop. Uh, just prior to that workshop, I was, Sent a, a list of, of LinkedIn lawyer groups, just specifically lawyer groups. And I was shocked to find out that there were, at the time, and this is a couple years ago, four and a half pages. And I didn't think there were that many attorneys on LinkedIn, frankly. Um, and when we're looking at the value of these groups, even the attorneys themselves began to brainstorm ideas. Uh, belonging to LinkedIn groups, uh, there are so many now in LinkedIn. You can only belong to fifty groups, and I know that seems like a lot. But there were a time there was a time that people actually belonged to hundreds of groups on LinkedIn. Personally, I think finding that that number, whether it's you know it's your choice, whether it's five or a dozen or or twenty five or whatever you can manage and be active in, is the number of groups you should belong to. Now, in terms of attorney groups it might be a great idea for you to belong to a group that is specific to your um, niche practice. You know, if that's commercial real estate, if that's divorce law, for a generalist, I think those are ideal groups for you to participate in. Why would you want to do that? Inside of LinkedIn, those groups, job postings, there can be ongoing discussions. So reading those discussions gives you kind of a, the temperature, if you will, of what's going on in your market. Participating in those discussions gets to have you show a little bit of your expertise. Um, sometimes attorneys need to help each other. Another area of um, groups that might be interesting would be specific to attorneys Let's say attorneys in uh, Chicagoland, or there you know, I haven't searched. There could be, you know, specific suburban um, attorney groups. And, again, this can get you, again, looking at these discussions and seeing what's the trend specifically to your living area. Sometimes what's going on in New York may not be pertinent to what's going on in L.A., and this again gives you more information. The job postings, you know, there are attorneys that, that do move around, and postings do occur there. It costs you money the job on LinkedIn. It doesn't cost you anything to post a job inside a group. So oftentimes some really great jobs may exist inside all the groups in LinkedIn. Another area could be, yes, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering, like, when we're talking about these groups, do we picture a similar, uh, similar to Facebook where there's a group page or um, is that the similar to the format, how it works, how it looks?
1: How you, you have in the drop-down menu, along LinkedIn, the top being called a masthead, you'll see an area where it says groups and you'll see a drop-down menu that says my groups. So what will happen is, for, in my case, My entire list of groups that I'm a member drops down in, and and within those are links that I can look at the job boards, or I can look at the discussions, or the news, or the members. You know, that that LinkedIn's made it fairly smart. There's also in that drop down menu that says Search for Groups, and you search for groups by keyword. So if you want to do
0: I'm doing this as you speak, and I recommend other people, if you're by your computer, sign on to LinkedIn. Let's, you know, do this right now. So you can search for groups. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. As you are saying?
1: You can search for groups by keyword, and then you can, you know, increase, you know, you can go into an advanced search. But you can designate the area or area of interest as, example, given commercial real estate, attorneys, Chicagoland, or Chicago. If that doesn't come back with what you want, I mean, they're they're key words. Um, The the searches don't take long. Um, Just just think of some common words that would describe what area of practice that you're in and see what you come up with. Adding that geographical filter um, will keep your list smaller. Now, if you're somebody who wants to belong to something across a national level, then Um, Take out that geographical filter. Don't don't insert the city or or the state. And you can begin to look at these. Um, Another type of group, even outside the attorneys, would be if you do have an industry that you specialize in, that you seem to have a lot of clients, or an industry that you want to get into, use that and begin to join those groups because it's a great prospecting tool suddenly inside the discussion area, this attorney shows up, potentially you may have a member of that group maybe in a need to have an attorney just like you. So get inside the groups that are in your specific industry. I keep using commercial real estate, so you might want to have commercial realtors or brokers, as they're called, Um, you, you know, you might want to belong to the commercial developers, and get yourself positioned where you can be receiving referrals. And again, it is all about participation, and it doesn't take a lot of time to just peruse and 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 make a, a quick comment. Um, somebody like Nick Augustine's firm could potentially help you manage that as well.
0: We um, certainly can.
1: I thought no, I would give you certainly. a plug. Yeah.
0: Thank <laughs> you, I appreciate. It. We yeah we do, and for the we do full full social media administration, including LinkedIn, Facebook, all the others, and we're um, uh, some people call us industry insiders. Well, I, I, we spend a lot of time, um, many many hours, keeping up with everything else, so other people don't have to. That's really what we do.
1: Exactly, and think of the strategic partner group. You know, think of the places that you get. You know, I I think of attorneys. I automatically think of bankers and CPAs. You know, the three seem to be joined together oftentimes in business, at least the the areas where I walk. And get into some local groups. Again, um, networking events can only take you so far, and there's a limited number of live conversations that you can have. Those are excellent. I don't believe that people should just live on LinkedIn. You've got to get face-to-face with people. But LinkedIn can be a source for those face-to-face conversations or, at the very minimum, even a phone call. And one other thing, it can be um, a possibility for you, if you have a client that's moving. You know, if your client is moving from here in Chicago to California and they need a new attorney and they're looking to you to provide that. And maybe you don't have a soul for to for them to refer to and you don't want to leave them, you know, looking for one through Google. Use LinkedIn, get inside those groups, begin the search in LinkedIn. You've got the profiles and it's at least a place to start. Versus something that's cold. Again, you can reach out and begin to have a conversation and at least, at least it's a place to set the bar for you to understand who's over there in California somewhere and at least your client can have a place to start and some names and some conversations and you've kind of greased the skid, so to speak, and haven't left them you know, completely you know, at their own peril to find a new attorney, so, or for that matter, anybody in LinkedIn. That's another way, because of these groups, you can search through the groups and, and maybe help a client out, You you just never know when that client moves back. You know, they'll never forget that you at least attempted to, you know, try to help them in their, in their move.
0: So groups now. What can we do for because one of the things that we work on um, and are take very seriously is search engine optimization. Um, can you talk a little bit about the different options with groups and SEO? Because I noticed when I just put in keywords and um, you know, and a lot of the PR and marketing that we do here at ALR PRA, you know, we think and speak in keywords. And I just typed in Chicago uh, law firm marketing and my group doesn't show up. ALRPRA's got a group there, but we don't pop up when I type in Law Firm Marketing Chicago. So what can I do to increase that?
1: Well, actually, people do reach out to their um, website people to do the very same thing to search engine-optimize summaries and and um, um, where their, their keywords are used repetitively. Um, so... If if there are some specific keywords, make sure you're using them in, inside of your profile. Um, in terms of search engine optimization in general, you know, bringing your blogs, you know, inside with some of the apps that we'll get to later, um, participating in discussions. The more you're putting your, the more you're putting out there in the cyber world, the more. Um, you are responding and and actually, you know, putting your name, example given, responding to these discussions, um, that's helping you ultimately be found. Um, Somebody who sits back and and doesn't understand and, and joins a lot of groups but doesn't participate and isn't really getting anything back, again, back to the give first principle. You've got to participate for it to then help you and and then get a return on your efforts. I call that ROE. uh,
0: Return on efforts, return on engagement, return on – let me show you – here's a real-life example – um, I've just looked at my inbox on LinkedIn. I'm looking at it because you know, we're talking about it. And this is coming from my banker at MB Financial here in Chicago. And he says, thank you for inviting me to join and be part of your connections. I really appreciate it. I hope you'll be able to write a nice recommendation, and hopefully I obtain new business through it. Thank you. That, literally, that verbatim, I'm not saying his name, but I just that came from my banker at MB Financial because I, yesterday I went on my Outlook dashboard and invited the people I recently emailed Invited them to connect on LinkedIn. I made sure that they mm-hmm. were all appropriate parties. So, and I, I tell you, all day on my BlackBerry, I've been getting um, responses from people who are, are saying things like, "Thank you for thinking about me." Um, I was on the I was on the brown line on my way earlier, and someone said, "I'm a struggling paralegal." Um, you know, all, all the people out there um, are just waiting to connect and um, you know have forums to chat and. Um, you know, share information, learn new things. Everyone wants to stay on top of what they're doing professionally. So these groups really seem like the right way to do that, Mary.
1: Well, there's 65 million at the last um, the stats that I received. Um, well, I don't have, to, I there's don't have time for that 65 <laughs> million, Right. Well, if we want to take and drill down 65 million to the ones that mean something to me, it's through our efforts on, on the groups and through our connections is is where we can leverage the people um I yes, you're right I can't communicate with sixty five million um, The reality is my thirty six hundred because I just did a LinkedIn workshop yesterday at a large insurance firm in um in orland you know i've I'm a third degree connection for uh twelve over twelve million and so yeah, that, that was that was a fifth of, of LinkedIn just through my 3,600 first-degree connections. Okay, well, I'm not going to communicate with 12 million either. Groups is the way that we can focus our efforts on the folks that mean something to us and our objective for being on there, and uh, there are ways we can leverage that. Now... LinkedIn has a lot more members than Facebook has, and it seems that with some of the changes that you alluded to on Facebook, people are a bit unhappy and they're starting to pop over to LinkedIn even more.
0: That's very true. Let's pause a second for another uh, identification, and then we'll get back to Mary Erlene. Um, again, you are listening to ALR PRA Law Practice Management Radio. If you want more clients, there's someone you need to talk to. The, uh, the individual is an attorney. His name is Jim Thompson, and he is has a program called Get Clients Now. Again, Get Clients Now. And he will take you through the crucial steps that you need to do to increase your firm's revenues. The Get to Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques that help you attract new business and encourage referrals. To learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net. Please also check out his testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. Uh, I want to tell you that the ALRPRA group strongly uh, endorses the Get Clients Now program, and we understand the personal accountability component of this course. Uh, You can get in touch again with Jim Thompson by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. Again, for those of you tuning in, this is ALRPOA Law Practice Management Radio. We're talking to Mary Erlane of Peak Marketing. Mary is a marketing expert telling us more about LinkedIn and how we can use it to leverage our business and earn more clients. Now is also the time that we're open for callers, so callers call in, and the most uh, intriguing, difficult LinkedIn question That caller is going to get free admission to a LinkedIn workshop uh, in Willowbrook, Illinois, on the 9th of June. Telephone number 917-889-9732. Again, 8917-889-9732. Option one to be placed in the caller queue. So if you don't happen to have the best question, you don't win, you still win because you get 20% off. That upcoming LinkedIn workshop uh, hosted by Mary Erline in Willowbrook, Illinois, um, and June 9th. So, going back, Mary, um, let's hop to our third uh, area where we're talking about applications. So, again, my first question, because most people are very familiar with Facebook apps, um, and people are afraid of apps because they're afraid of privacy concerns and all these other things, and. Uh, I've had several people say, "I'm afraid of those apps. They're all they're all junk. I don't like them. I'm turning them all off." Well, tell us about LinkedIn. Is it similar? Um, you know, are what's the difference? Um, what can we do with these different apps? What are the? You know, are we on the same page here, or is this something wholly different?
1: The applications on LinkedIn are very different. Uh, LinkedIn has created some partnerships. Um, example given, the first one could be SlideShare and Google presentations. Um, SlideShare is, is its own website. You can actually go there and view several SlideShares. But what's cool about the uh, partnership with LinkedIn is, as well as Google, is that you're able to put PowerPoint presentations that you create. And again, in the cool part of LinkedIn, and, and the way the reason I'm on there, is that I have control, complete control, over what's the content that's up there, who I'm connected to, who I recommend. Uh, Back up a little bit. If you don't wish to be connected to anybody anymore, you can delete the connection, and it's all very discreet. If you change your mind on a recommendation, relationship changes, and you want to remove it, you can remove it all very discreet. Nobody is ever notified. In terms of SlideShare and Google, these are presentations that you use, and you create, and they can't be pirated or changed. They're all very secure, and they appear right on your profile. What this does in the in the world of um, profiles is it takes it to another dimension. Um, example, given at the workshop that I did yesterday, I had a couple interior designers. Words just don't seem to describe what... Um, those designers do. I need to see that in picture to actually see the evolvement of, of a project. Um, in the world for attorneys, you could describe your niche market in detail. You know, writing an endless summary, we need to keep our summary very, very brief. If I want to learn more, a Google presentation or SlideShare, again, nothing more than a simple PowerPoint, can bring it to life. And you can put some images because pictures do say um, much more. Um, Your professional headshot should be on there. In a PowerPoint, you can use some images that, again, describe and take deeper why you through the prospect size. Another one is what are the problems? You know, because people think they remember um, it's all about me. If I have a problem or an issue... I need help and I need somebody to solve it. If I read that through a PowerPoint, if I read that, you know, these are the typical problems, maybe these are the five greatest problems that you commonly see in your practice, and then this is typically the scenario of how you solve those problems, that gives me a greater understanding that A, my problem can be solved and B, I can kind of see the pathway. And I think oftentimes in the world of um, the, the legal world, we don't understand. You know, we as clients just don't quite understand what, to, what has to happen. We don't have that knowledge. If it's explained to us, and I can kind of put myself in those shoes, then that that will cause me to engage. Because what you're doing is you're helping me already see that my problem can be solved, and I didn't get those answers anywhere else. And another place you could probably execute this is um, take a case and tell me the story. Now, of course, there's confidentiality, so so we can make that very, very generic. You could you know call it a whatever the industry is, um, and and tell me where they were and give me kind of the story. Um, A perfect example, I'm in a networking group uh, with a mergers and acquisitions attorney and he has kind of told us the whole process of what a business divorce, what happens in a business divorce just in the updates. We have no idea who the, the, the client is, but I really do have a better understanding of what happens when partnerships dissolve. If, If I can see this and I can read this, then I know the problem can be solved. Well, I'm going to reach to that individual who helped me understand. So, when we're just looking at SlideShare and Google, what it does is it can take us much deeper and put us into the process before the process is ever executed. Got it. Other applications could be blogs. Other applications can be um, the blogs you can bring in through WordPress or the, the blog um, link. Again, you can bring your blogs that are already existing for those attorneys who do blog. And again, if you're not, I do know that Nick Augustine will manage that for you. Um, That's right. And that will help you be found. That will help you get your word out. That will help you show your expertise. Um, Beyond so important that,
0: for search engines. So important for the search engines. Original content, oh. you know.
1: Absolutely. And what we can do is by bringing those into LinkedIn, we can expose it to far more, um, many more people. Uh, whoever isn't looking for your blog online, and again, it helps you, your blog online get found. But whoever, whoever is inside of LinkedIn, um, can can now see this. So. For those who blog, you can bring those right inside. Um, for those who are on Twitter, um, they have that directly right on your profile that you can put your, um, it, it will link right over to your Twitter account. Uh, another one is the Amazon reading list. Um, I need to know, um, I want to know that professionals are always expanding their reach and, and um, um Law school wasn't enough, that that we're seeking some additional certifications or we're reading or we're we're looking to understand and develop ourselves. Um, That's the business coach and me talking. The reading list from Amazon, um, I always advise people, you have to read the book. It's about credibility. You know, it's about honesty and discretion. So show people that you are seeking to understand and seeking to learn more and seeking to better yourself. Put some great books out there. Um, and keep them to the business world. I mean, this is business networking, so it should be um, a business focus. And it um, doesn't always have to be in your industry, but if you've read a great book, let other people know about it.
0: I agree. Just looking if I have any questions about um, the blogs, um, now you, how, a lot of these applications are... There are links both on LinkedIn and on the partnering uh, application. I believe that t- um, Twitter, uh, as well as WordPress, on the WordPress mm-hmm. site, that is mm-hmm. where you can find and tell WordPress to publish it through LinkedIn. Is that the, so? That's how. Um, so, do you find that most most of the other applications have this partnership already established?
1: I believe, well, if they're practicing the SEO ability, they they should. I haven't searched every single application. Um, It's easy to find the applications by going to, again, along that top bar, that masthead, under the word um, more, you're going to find um, many of them listed um, but you can go to these applications and they're so very easy to work with. I mean, they really, really have dummy proof this this process in LinkedIn and I have to commend them. Um, one other area of interest is under that that uh, word more is companies. And in the world of searching on LinkedIn, this is something that all attorneys can really leverage, especially those in the world of litigation. Um, you can search inside of companies and under the companies will be that people that either work there currently or have worked there in the past, somewhere they have the name of that company listed in their profile. Read those profiles. Find that place where you can leverage information to your advantage. You know, if, if you are on the other side um, of a lawsuit, you know, look for some information that can help you in those those cases. And again, um, you know, I do happen to know a firm that can help you with that that legal research um, but if if you're not looking through social media for information in in the world of um, litigation, more than likely the other side is
0: so Very true. i've done it myself <laughs> By dirt, um, i'll tell you can I give you an example? Sure. Okay, here's my example. Um, I was hired by a firm here in Chicago to dig up dirt and well dirt and anything good or bad on a child custody evaluator, um, several witnesses that were going to be testifying at depositions um, basically for purposes of credibility and impeachment um, it was and it was so easy it was so easy to find all sorts of information that was out there and this was back in 2007 so not everyone was on Facebook yet it was more MySpace um, but you know LinkedIn was, was starting and you know it was there too so um, you know back in '7 I can remember doing that, and uh, you know now more people know how to do that and it's it has become something that is so common um, at the time I remember people thinking you know wow, that's really neat that you can do that and it really has caught on and i do I do hear all sorts of time people talk about doing that, so it is something that's happening
1: oh yeah, absolutely and you know the internet has provided and, and made things actually easier I think sometimes to do that legal research right um, oh, Far quicker. It's it's far quicker because, you know, to search through a pile of papers or to search online, um, especially with the features in your browsers, you know, the simple Control-F or Control-Find, um, you can find those keywords you're looking for. Um, so absolutely. And in the one law firm, there was one, one uh, gentleman attorney who was a little skeptical of, of being on there, you know, for somebody, again, you have the control of what's put out there on LinkedIn, you know, keep it simple. You know, if, if on your profile you, know, you, you are a little hesitant to, to put a lot of information, keep it simple. Um, as far as your con- connections go, you have that ability to put them um, in, behind a secure wall. Uh, You don't have to show, very similar to Facebook, you don't have to show other people who your friends are. Um, In LinkedIn, same thing. Um, Most of the large Fortune 500, Fortune 100, and every single executive and every single Fortune 500 um, uh, company does have a profile on LinkedIn. They don't have their connections open to see, and I understand, again, a place to learn in your hands-on world that you can't, in, in the workshop, you can learn how to drop your connections so that you can connect to your clients, but people don't see those. So your confidentiality is, is, is bound there. You don't, you aren't opening yourself up to breaking that confidentiality that you need between your clients.
0: Very important. Mary, let's pause for our last uh, identification. Then we're going to come back and just round things out with etiquette. And um, I want to remind callers that you may call in and win a free admission to the LinkedIn workshop. The Bridges website and software actually allows you to access all of your transcripts and exhibits as well as schedule court reporters. For any, from any computer with Internet access, again, you can get all your transcripts with all the exhibits and do your scheduling. Before long, you'll wonder why you ever used another court reporting agency. Conveniently located across the street from the Daily Center here in downtown Chicago, Bridges Court Reporters are ready to serve all of your court reporting and transcription needs. Again, nationwide, no extra cost for nationwide court reporting services. Please again use overlap and I didn't even make the connection. That is and I will thank Mary Erlaine for originally introducing ALRPRA to Debbie Bridges. She is wonderful.
1: We've come full circle, Nick. <laughs> I'm so proud. Um okay. We're talking um, about etiquette. Um, the first thing that, that comes to mind when I think of, of something that falls under etiquette is, you know, who do I connect to and what, don't, or what do or um, don't I want to do when I uh, don't want to connect? Well, I don't know that that was exactly said right, but if I get an introduction to somebody that I don't exactly want to connect to, Um, you can ignore it or you can just put it into archives. I would advise people not to click I don't know. Um, I don't know is an anti-spam device. And if people get too many I don't knows, LinkedIn will suspend you. And I can appreciate that because, again, this is business networking and people should not be reaching out to people they don't know. Um, They should not be sending these gargantuous, you know, emails of invitations. So if you don't know somebody or you maybe have forgotten or maybe this is somebody you don't want to connect to, just archive it or just ignore it and it will fade away and expire. Um, Secondly, when somebody is asking you, again, let's talk a little bit about first degree. When um, somebody is asking you for an introduction to somebody in your connections, oftentimes people say, well, geez, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, in, in my case, because I have so many connections, what I do is I state, I state my relationship right up front. If it was somebody like you, Nick, you know, I will state my relationship. Nick and I have known each other for years. You know, I trust him, um, stellar professional, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I will forward that introduction on. If I don't know that person all that well or I haven't had or done business with this person, you know, I'll say although I don't know Nick all that well, you know, I do see there could be some synergies. And then I forward the introduction. I pull myself close to something I want to be close to. And I can distance myself just in what I say in that first sentence. Because if it goes bad in that case where I don't really know somebody all that well, I remove myself as far away as possible. I stated I don't really know that person all that well. But I do see the synergies and I go ahead and forward it. Um in the world of email, state your business up front. State it, what it is that you want for me. Why are you contacting me on, on LinkedIn? And, and state it briefly. You know, writing an epistle in, in any email, for that matter, um, and especially inside of LinkedIn, and that's kind of neat that they do have a certain level of character um, requirements. If you start to go over and get a wordy email, they won't let you. But state it up front because I can read it. I can understand that. Are you soliciting me? Are you asking me for help? Are you giving me a recommendation? What is it that you? What is it that you're doing? Um, so that I can understand what I need to do on the other end. And again, language always has to be of the utmost um, professionalism. Um, you know, and that again. Follow us through an Amy email. You know, keep, keep our language um, at, at a, a business level because once you put something in email and in LinkedIn, nothing ever gets deleted. It's archived. But once it's an email, it's, you, it can be forwarded and, and shared with, you know, many people.
0: So So many times, so many times it's come back to bite people that things are attached as, attached to uh, pleadings as, you know, exhibits, Um, you know, they don't, you can't unring that bell.
1: No, and that's not to scare people away. That's why, you know, be succinct, Um, state honestly, you know, what, what it is you're wanting from the person that you're, sending that email to. And be brief, and that will get you, that will increase your chances of getting a response. When we get these tiresome emails or these tiresome communications, um, oftentimes we see that, we see the amount of information, and and that just causes us to either archive it or, or put it in a folder for later that we never seem to get to, and it reduces our chances for response.
0: Well, it's it's just it it's imposing too much on people's um you know, perception or their you know, their their I'm thinking in the terms of cognitive psychology and um you know, what you're asking of somebody, um, you know, if it just is too much up front it's just the same thing as you know, spreading you know, it's, it's shorter paragraphs between your emails. You know, maybe every other sentence. You know, hit return um, to space it out a little bit, so you know, be, so you're not imposing too much on people's um, you know people's time online.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: We don't have any. All our callers are shy today. I can't believe no one's going to call in and ask a question and get a free uh, free workshop. We're going to have to. Again, tell people about, about next time. Let's we'll talk a little bit about next time. We're going to have you back. Is it June 3rd? Is that next Thursday? Is that the date? Do I have that right?
1: Uh, yes, I believe so.
0: And we're going to be talking about LMI, right?
1: Yes. And actually, we'll have the uh, CEO of LMI Riverside, uh, Ray Stuckley, also join us. Um, what our focus is, is developing people and organizations with people always first and you know, it's, it's about really personal leadership and what we'll be doing is, um, is wrapping some definition um, around those four segments that, that we talk about in, um, in personal leadership and understanding that um, pro- productivity, um, um, satisfaction, um, growth occurs really through that Personal leadership, and that's every every individual inside of a company. Um, when when we're, we're looking at this, um, really, our organizational development comes through the human capital, and and it's developing that that human capital is really what drives the value of your business. You know, at the end of the day, it's um, it's not so much how much the business owner knows; it's how much those employees know, and. How much they have buy-in to actually executing inside of a business, and that's what that's what we do.
0: Very good. Well, we look forward to it. Human capital, one of my favorite terms. All right, so that'll be next Thursday, June 3rd. Thank you again, Mary, for being on today. We appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Nick.
0: And thank you also to all of our listeners who support us um, and. Again, we'd also like to thank our sponsors, number one, the Intellectual Property Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme, two, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group, and third, Debbie Bridges of Bridges. Debbie Bridges of Bridges Court reporting. ALRPRA's mission is to educate the legal community on relevant law practice management issues and to help our law firms spend more time serving their clients by our professionally managing their production and promotional activities. Our mission's va- underlying values are transparency, flexibility, and humility. My three favorite words, transparency, flexibility, and humility. We are a full-service law practice management agency available nationwide. <laughs> Professional Quality Matters to Your Firm. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you next Thursday, June 3rd. We'll have Mary Erlane again with uh, the uh, CEO. What's his name again, Mary?
1: Ray, Ray Stuckley.
0: Stuckley. I couldn't remember the last name. Ray Stuckley of LMI. So thank you again all for tuning in, and this is again is Nick Augustine for ALR PRA Incorporated. We thank you for your time.